often faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chasing Goodness podcast. Man, it's great to be with you. It's especially, it's especially great to be with you this week because, man, I've made it. I've made it. This is the week. When this podcast comes out on Tuesday, it'll be two days away from the book, Bring It Home, coming out. And I know, I know you're probably so sick of hearing about this book because all I'm doing right now is posting about it online. All I'm doing the podcast on is the book. So just thanks for hanging in there with me. But also thank you for celebrating with me because the book comes out on Thursday. The book launch party is in Eau Claire on Friday evening at the Brewing Project in the Upper Room. It's totally free for anybody who wants to come. There's going to be music. There's going to be a full bar. Obviously going to read from the book, sell the book there. Just so excited to be at this point. And then I promise, I promise next week, (laughs) you don't just have to listen to me on this podcast. I've got a few really interesting, engaging interviews coming up. So for the rest of November after today, we'll get some interviews locked in so you can, we can get back to hearing from other people as opposed to just hearing from about Matt and his book, right? And then when we get into the Advent season, the Christmas season, uh, we'll just talk about that. We're actually going to go through each individual Advent calendar, not calendar. We're going to go through because that's where you get the candy. I wish we were going through the Advent calendar because I love the chocolate. But no, we're going to go through each Advent candle. That's what we're going to do for Christmas. Another thing that we're going to do, it's not out yet, I'll let you know when it gets up on the website, but also going to do an online Advent experience. So we're going to talk about it on this podcast for sure, but then if you want to hop on my website at mattkinzera.com, you're going to be able to go through an Advent experience with myself and my wife Susie. It's going to be music, I'm going to walk you through each candle, there'll be a devotional attached to it, some reflection time, it's going to be really lovely, and so I hope you jump on on board with that but you can't yet it's not even up so I'll let you know when that is up and live and ready to go but just wanted to give you a heads up of where we're going from here of course that online devo that seven day devotion finding faith again is still up on the website and will be for a while and so you can just go to the website and get that for absolutely free and yeah the book is up for pre-order so if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet please do it if you're in the Eau Claire area and you're like I don't want to buy from Amazon that's cool just come to the book launch party at the brewing project at six o'clock on friday 11 11 22 otherwise i will make sure that there are copies down at the local store Uh, you can go to your local bookstore and you can request this obviously this is a published book so you'll be able to get it anywhere where books are sold so whatever works for you works for me if you would like and i know i've gotten some requests and this kind of blows my mind a little bit but there's been requests for autographed books that is perfectly fine I will not charge you anymore just to get an autograph but if you want an autographed book the best way to do it is just to send me an email and then what I'll do is I'll send you a link for payment and I'll autograph it for you and I'll pop it in the mail there will be a small little shipping charge for that but it won't be much of anything so if you want want an autographed copy just hop on and email me at hello 
at mattkinzera.com. Otherwise, you can go over to the website, mattkinzera.com, and just fill out the message form there, the contact form, and I'll get that to you for sure. You can also message me on social media. I can get it that way as well. But today, going to do something kind of fun. So I, I want you to really get, I've told you about the book, right? You've heard me get interviewed about the book, which was fun. Susie interviewed me. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear a little bit of the book today. So I'm going to read the introduction to you. And that's for two reasons. Number one, I want you to get a feel for what the book is like. Number two, in a couple of weeks, I actually have to record the audio book. And so I just honestly need a little practice reading. Okay. Difference from this and the audio book is if I trip over my words, I'm just going to keep going and you're going to have to deal with it because you're a lot more grace filled than somebody that might buy an audio book. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read through the introduction so you can get a feel for what this book is like and then just kind of expand on that a little bit. And then, like I said, I promise, at least for now, we're going to stop talking about the book. The fun thing that we're going to do in the new year, though, it won't be all we do, but throughout this upcoming year, 2023, Every month on the podcast, we're going to go through one chapter in the book. I'm not necessarily going to read the chapter to you. That might get old. But we're going to take the content, kind of the story and the idea and the thought behind each chapter. Because every chapter has kind of the spiritual concept, spiritual idea behind it. And so we're going to highlight those things throughout the year. And so get used to hearing about Bring It Home because it's going to be with us for a while. And lots of exciting things coming in the future. I'll fill you in more on those as they're coming up. But here we go. Enjoy the intro to Bring It Home. Introduction. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. T.S. Eliot. In the late 70s, an event happened that would change the course of history for one small boy in a very large world. One day I was riding my big wheel around the block with my older brother in a small town just outside of Madison, Wisconsin, and the next day we were loading up in the back of a red station wagon, heading to a place that would from that point forward carry the title home. Passing into this new town limits for the first time, I was enveloped into the arms of a community that taught me how to live, believe, doubt, and be. Though I had no idea at the time, the move of less than 70 miles shifted my entire world. Boscobel finds its place in the world surrounded by rolling bluffs in southwestern Wisconsin, along the Wisconsin River, just 20 short miles before it accepts its destiny as a part of the great Mississippi. The river, unlike the town's population, is ever-changing. One day you can walk safely from, from one riverbank to the other, and the next you find yourself being carried downstream, the water denying you any foothold. During my 15-year tenure in Boscobel, this river swallowed up the lives of several young people who made the grave mistake of believing she would be the same today as she was yesterday. I was spared, but I eventually saw a metaphor in it that helped me survive making a similar mistake in my spiritual life. We all get too comfy with what's familiar, one way or another, in life and faith. I've seen more than one person get swept away for not appreciating the shift in their reality, and I've been the guy desperately hoping my feet might, might find something firm enough to stand on again. There was a time in my life when I was confident I had the answers to so many of the big questions faith asks. 
I've had to admit my faulty thinking and instead of giving up on God and faith altogether, I've decided to rethink the foundation on which I stood. Boscobel has some rich history. It can be thanked for those Bibles in the top drawers of every hotel you've stayed in. Some travelers once met in the now historic and broken down Boscobel Hotel, not knowing that their chance meeting would be the conception of a dynamic organization called the Gideons International. If you've ever been handed a pocket-sized Bible at a park, on a street corner, or on a college campus, you likely have met a Gideon's distributor. As people pass by the sign indicating the Boscobel town entrance, boasting a population of 2,662, is easy to miss the fated announcement proudly declaring the self-appointed and hotly disputed title of Wild Turkey Capital of Wisconsin. Incidentally, this was the claim that sent my grandfather into the woods with a gun for the final time when he thought when what he thought was a turkey turned out to be another man. We are all thankful that the victim survived, but Grandpa's freedom to carry rifles did not. When I speak to groups of people in my home state, I often ask how many people have heard of this little town. There's always a smattering of hands that go up, and on the rare occasion a small whoop from a person who has some sort of connection. To most, it is irrelevant and unknown. To some, it is a place they drive through on their way to somewhere else. A select few call it home. But to me, Boscobel is the capital of the world, my first love and the architect and designer of who I have become. It is the place where I clumsily began to stack the building blocks of myself and my beliefs. Though many of those blocks have been changed out over the years, it is and always will be where I go back to whenever I need to rebuild. Whether in faith, relationships, or anything else, heading back to where it all started has always been my key. This book is not a story of a town, but a boy who grew up wanting nothing more than to leave. This is exactly what I did the moment I graduated from high school, and ever since that moment, I've been trying to find my way back. I did not recall a time in my life when spirituality and the idea of God wasn't important to me. This is something I can trace back to those early days growing up in small-town America. It's as if faith is built deep within my DNA. From as far back as my memory goes, I can find a desire for whatever it is that's out there beyond what we can see, think, or imagine. I also recall always knowing that somehow I could engage with the divine, that it was part of me and I was part of it. On some level, I believe everyone is born with an understanding of and a connection to the divine. Some eventually find language for it and some do not based on their surroundings and influences. As early as I can remember, I had people in my life who were tasked with the impossible position of teaching me about God. Who is this God? How do we understand this God? How do we appropriately engage with this God? Since we are Catholics, my parents, since we were Catholics, my parents gladly passed on that responsibility to the experts, which in our case were the priest and my Catholic school teachers. Later in life, this transferred to some older friends and then evangelical pastors, authors, and mentors. Everyone who attempted to teach me about God believed they were right. They believed that somehow they had an inner knowledge and understanding of the supreme being of the universe. They would speak with conviction and a desire for others to think the same way they did. It was as if the goal was uniformity and there was a right and a wrong way to believe. As I began to look at religion throughout history, I found an unsettling theme. People of faith have always believed they were right about something that is impossible to be right about. 
There can be no universal certainty in our understanding of God because the divine has, was never meant to be completely understood, only experienced. Sure, we can learn about faith and religion from pastors, priests, and authors, but at the end of the day, we're all simply putting words to our experiences. And all our experiences are unique, which should, hypothetically, lead to a faith culture that reflects that. If I have this deep desire for spirituality, yet I'm surrounded by people who believe they are right and about how that works and historically shows that they likely are not, what am I left with? I'm left with the place where it all began. I'm left with myself. What if the only true place to discover God is within myself? What if the story of divinity is not rooted in ancient letters and writings, but in the story of my life and yours? Maybe the goal should not be a uniform belief system, but a faith that is uniquely our own. Maybe the goal is not for others to understand how or what we believe, but simply to see the results of our beliefs through living our lives. Not, not that we are the only expression of God or that we should turn toward humanism or new age ideal, but our belief should be rooted in the way we see the authors of the Bible and even Jesus himself living out their faith. I grew up as a jazz drummer and jazz music is something I love to this day. A jazz tune will start with the part that everyone knows, often called the head. After playing through a he the head a time or two, the musicians begin trading improvised solos over the chord progression of the tune. This can go on for quite some time, and eventually, whether the band leader calls it out or whether everyone knows it ahead of time, there comes a point when the group has to bring it home. They have, to, they have been artfully wandering around the form of the tune, and to get to the end, they have to bring it back to the point it began. I've been artfully wandering around a theme of spirituality for quite some time now. And like in a lot of jazz music, there have been a fair number of moments when what is happening simply, when what is happening simply does not make a lot of sense. So instead of wandering endlessly, jumping from church to church, theology to theology, book to book, maybe it's time for us to bring it home. Time to find a place that actually makes sense. It's time to discover the divine right in the center of our own story. For a while now, I've sensed that the quest to discover God may best begin by rediscovering myself. I don't want to return to Boscobel as much as I desire to return to the foundation it built, a faith that was developed not through learning, but by living. To return to a God I found in the woods, not in a church. The pages that follow will tell my version of this will tell my version of a story that everyone has. It's a story of becoming who we, are, who we are meant to be by tracing the clues laid out along the way. It's a story of discovering faith not through religion or church, but through experiences, relationships, joy, sorrow, success, and failure. We live in a world that attempts to tell us how to act, who to be, how to live, and what to believe. Social acceptability trumps dreams and desires most of the time. We care so much about how others view us that we carefully craft a false narrative so we will be accepted by those whom we desire to see us. When we are young, we are told we can do anything and become anyone. We are encouraged to dance, sing, and play. But by the time we reach adulthood, we are told that being ourselves matters only if it fits the construct we're in. And if you follow along with what is expected of you, you will gain a lot, but will most certainly lose yourself. 
For me, this showed itself primarily in the evangelical church, an institution that taught me I can be loved as long as I become less liberal, ask fewer questions, and accept only a select group of people. Unfortunately for me and for many around me, I chose this path for nearly two decades, knowing deep inside that I was losing more of myself every day. As I've spoken to people across the globe, I've discovered that I am not unique. Many of us have spent large portions of our lives trying to find acceptance by sacrificing our true beliefs. What if we all decided to try a new approach, one that is more authentic, honest, and messy? What if we looked down the masks, what if we took down the masks, grabbed the hand of the doubter next to us, and truly stepped forward in faith? Digging myself out of the hole I allowed myself to be buried in is a process I'm still in the middle of, and maybe for some time yet. But this book is an attempt to unearth the true and authentic parts of me. Much like my story, your true self and authentic beliefs may be buried pretty deep. What used to be so natural now may feel elusive or even absent. This book is a prayer that through my journey to find home, you will find your own. I trust that you will at at the very least be amused by the life I've lived and the people I've met along the way, but I beg you not to find yourself wishing it were your own. Instead, I hope it drives you to an invigorating exploration of your own story of life and faith. You were created for a very real and meaningful life and a deep connection to the divine. Digging up what has been buried can be the most thrilling adventure. This book will not give you a blueprint to follow for having a fulfilling life. You will not find three steps to inner peace. You will simply find an ordinary story of a boy from somewhere you've probably never been who has done things you likely have never experienced with people you almost certainly have never met. Yet as you journey with me, my desire is that you peel away the layers of who you are supposed to be to discover who you truly are and that you can replace what you were told to believe with what you know to be true. The big red station wagon pulled up to a dark brown duplex on the edge of town. I opened the door, stepped out of the car, and looked around. In front of me was a winding and adventurous path that would include all the people, things, and experiences that tell the story of who I am and who I am becoming while helping me to discover the reality of the divine that resides in the place it never left. That's the introduction to the upcoming book, Bring It Home, which again comes out Thursday. And I hope that gives you a feel for what it is that I'm trying to do in the book. There's just this reality that through my life, I, you know, I think it was because I so desperately wanted spirituality, because I so desperately have wanted to understand God, that I also wanted to believe that there were people that had him figured out. And so along the journey, I would just go along with what other people said. But you probably know as well as I do that you get too far down that path and you realize, wait a second, I don't know if I believe any of this. And you find yourself losing yourself in the midst of just so many other people's thoughts or beliefs or comments or whatever it may be. And in my own story, what happened is I got so far down that road that I think I had this moment where I was like, I don't want any of this anymore. And and I finally just started speaking the, the things that I believed. I finally started asking the questions publicly that I wanted to ask. And that didn't always go so well with some of the people that heard it. But the thing that I'm more important that I'm more interested in is not who it didn't, you know, fit well with, or it's not about who it rubbed the wrong way. It's that 
ever since I started doing that, specifically on this podcast, but really everywhere, but specifically in this podcast, what I've discovered is that there's actually been far more people that have reached out to me and just thanked me for opening a door to a conversation that they've been dying to have. And that brings me so much life and so much excitement. And there's definitely a group of people that thinks that I'm coming against some sort of foundational tenets of belief. And maybe I am, but I think sometimes people will lump that in and say, well, if you don't believe with what we believe, or if you don't believe what our core tenets of belief are, then you're not a Christian, or then you don't belong, or then you can't be a part of what we're doing, or we don't want you to speak here, you can't come on this radio say, you know, it's just <laughs> so many ridiculous things. But what I've discovered and have been more thankful for, because that stuff at this point, I seriously could care less. Like, I don't care if I can't come to your church. I don't care if I I really don't. I don't, it doesn't bother me if you don't want a relationship with me because at this point in life, I have the relationships I'm really excited about and I know those people will never leave me. And uh, so at the end of the day, if, if what I believe or what I think doesn't work for somebody, that's okay. Hopefully, Hopefully there's a space that they can find that works for them, even if I'm not a part of it, because I certainly don't need to be a part of all those places. But the part about this project, um, about this book, about this podcast that brings me so much life, again, is that I can be in a grocery store and somebody can pull me aside and share how much this podcast means or how they excited they are for the book. Or I can get a Facebook message or a, an email or you know somebody just out of the blue just sharing that, you know, in the same way that people did this for me, right? So I had people in my life that gave me the freedom to have these conversations. I didn't think I had the freedom to have them. And then one by one, I started finding people who were basically saying, I mean, they didn't do it intentionally, but when I heard them speak or when I read their books, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. I have the right to think some of these things and I have the right and the freedom to explore some of these things. So I'm so thankful that my life this podcast, hopefully this book will do the same for you, that you have the freedom. You have the freedom to live your own story and you have the freedom to believe in the way that makes you feel the most connected to God, that makes you feel the most whole and that makes you feel the most authentic. And so again, if you pick up this book, I, I mean, based on the people who have read it, I've gotten a chance to get this in the hands of a, a number of people who have read it, whether they are some of the people that put out the endorsements or people that are on the launch team or just my, my close uh, friends and family members. You know, if you've read it, you know that one of the common things is, you know, there's points when I was laughing, there's points when I was brought to tears. And that's not because Matt is some sort of incredible author. I think that uh, <laughs> that is yet to be determined since this is, my, this is my first attempt at it. And even when you read this, just so you know, this is this is me, but this is me filtered through a lot of people, including my publisher, including three editors and a lot of people that have read through this manuscript to make it actually sound coherent and actually get a part, uh, you know, get across the points that I'm trying to make. And so when you read it, just keep that in mind as well. Uh, so it's not about me being a good author or anything like that. It's just me honestly and authentically telling the stories of my life and not all of them just some that that seemed to to stick out the most i wrote a lot more i, I wrote many more chapters than showed up in this book and i just kind of limited it down to the ones that really felt like they made sense for right now and again i intentionally 
put chapters in there that would help us all laugh because sometimes when we're dealing with this faith journey especially when we're rethinking our faith it can feel really daunting and so it was really and i just love to make people laugh i would say if there's one thing i'm a little bit known for especially when i'm speaking in front of people is that people say that they people claim that i'm funny i don't know that i'm so funny in like a normal environment but put me in front of people i am and i'm telling you we all have stories that are hilarious. And so I do think that it's important to laugh as we're going through this, right? It's important to just not take ourselves too seriously. But then there will be other stories. There are other stories in the book that are very serious and are, are very personal or that are about stories that were absolutely heartbreaking that I've gone through. And through it all, I hope that we together as we go through this book just experience this this uh, this faith that maybe is a little messier than we're used to, maybe is a little more raw than we're used to, but also that maybe is a little bit more authentic than we're used to. There's times in this book that I'm saying things that maybe I've never even said publicly before, but I just wanted to, to be honest. I didn't want this book to feel like some sort of caricature of myself. I really wanted it to reflect who I am. And so my hope is not that you'll be enamored by me or my story, but like the introduction says that that you'll find your you'll you'll hear my stories and then it will remind you of your own stories. I'm hopeful that as people read this book that they reach out to me and say your story about this reminded me of this story from my own life. And when I lived this story, this is what it meant to me or this was what I found from it. And uh, so that's my hope is that by reading my story, it'll help you uncover more of your story to f- help you find where God has always been right in the center of your story. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't say that at the end of every single chapter, there is a kind of a thought point. So it's called the bring it home section of every chapter. So you'll read the story and then at the end, it'll say bring it home. And it'll be kind of a spiritual thought. When I think about that story, this is how I connect it to the divine. This is how I connect it to my faith journey. This is how I connect it to my spiritual walk through this crazy life. So there it is. You got a chance to hear a little bit about it. I, I, I'm not giving away any of the stories just yet, just the introduction. If you come on Friday to the Brewing Project for the launch party, uh, I'll read some of those stories live. Susie's written some music for the for the launch party. We're just going to have a great time together, of course. Uh, but if you can't make it, I am going to hop on. In the upcoming weeks, we are going to do a virtual book launch party. Not, I don't have a date on that yet, but it's going to be coming soon. We'll do it virtually so you get a chance to hear a little bit of me reading the book and experience those songs as well. Uh, but please make a, a young boy's, well, not so young anymore, uh, please make a boy's dream come true by getting out there, uh, supporting this work by buying the book. It would mean the world to me. Uh, again, um, it's my heart. It's my soul. I've poured so much time, energy, tears, yeah, I just I, I feel like I've poured myself out in this project and so what you'll experience it when you read it what you ex- what you'll experience when you read it is I think all of me I think so I'm sure I have more to offer but I didn't hold much back in this book and so I certainly hope you enjoy bring it home and as as I said as we move into next week we're going to go back into some interviews so I'm excited to get back into having conversations with people other than myself and until next time again you can find me on social media so uh, hop on Facebook hop on Instagram and 
and uh, and you can find me there. I'm putting out a post. It'll be out there by the time this podcast launches, where you'll get to hear a little snippet of one of those songs that will be at the launch party and just inviting you to that party. So reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. And of course, the most important thing is that all of us continue to chase goodness together. Until next week or until you show up to the launch party, we'll see you then.